Fadi are back on Behind the Gloves with another interview. I'm joined by the one and only David Hay. David, how are you? There are, there's a couple of more David Hayes. I'm not the only one. <laughs> well, before we talk about this fight, I just want to touch on something else. Um, when you have a fighter that's under your eye uh, and goes off like that in a press conference, how do you deal with that? When uh, Derek you know, was pretty angry at the press conference, how do you sort of deal with that? You don't. You just let a fighter do what he's got to do. You know, you, with the, gro the grown men and... Sometimes uh, a man has something on his chest. I'd rather him get it off his chest than him not get off his chest and explode behind closed doors and do something, get arrested and whatnot. As that happens, you know, you hear, you hear fighters doing crazy things. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's banter at the end of the day. He kicks off it. He felt he was justified. And, um, you know, that's, I, I always encourage a fighter to be himself. Just, if you feel a certain way, you say it, it might get you in trouble, you might have to pay a fine. But if it encourages people to tune in, if, it, if it's a talking point, if it gets the masses interested and that whatever comments he made about the Vaseline and stuff was quite funny, I thought it was quite amusing. It got, it got a lot of traction. It was actually trending on social media for, for a couple of days. and. Those little little soundbite here or there that might be like, what the hell is he talking about? Affects the pay-per-view numbers, affects the ticket sales. It gets the message out there. It might not be the message he's trying to get out there, but as long as the people are aware that Derek Chisora is having a fight and in a press conference he said this, isn't that funny, crazy, disrespectful, annoying? Well, however you chop it up, you're talking about it, you're thinking about it. And boxing is about people caring, about people tuning in. and. Um, whether you agree or disagree, it was quite amusing and um, it ruffled a few feathers and um, I'm sure it's assisted in the, the ticket sales. Tickets have gone fantastically well for the show and um, the pay-per-view, I assume, will be, will be, will be solid also. So um, I, when a fighter goes off on a press conference, I normally like it personally, as I've gone off plenty of times. I've said plenty of controversy. You've been involved with him yourself? Yeah, but yeah, we had, you had to put a steel cage between us. We was that... He was a, and it was needed, you know, at that time in my life and his life, we, we, we kept it real, a bit too real for the masses. So putting a cage between us, just holding a cage and it was, it was good times. We spoke to Derek not long ago then um, and we spoke about the possible Joe Joyce fight. Frank Warren said that the, your team didn't want it and obviously they offered him six figures for the fight. Can you give us a bit more insight into that? Um, yeah, we had the fight with Joseph, Joseph Parker planned um so you know that's what we do you know the fight um got cancelled um with parker and it was a an into a time for about a week where there was no official opponent uh, although we was talking to, to price and we, we hoped it would be price and it, it became price at one stage it, publicly there was no opponent and i think they they, they reached out and said you know joe, joe joyce is is available if you need an opponent but you know we had the the price fight which I think makes more sense and it's an easier fight to make and uh, it was it was a fight that Derek Derek wanted you've obviously been on the other side as well uh, managing Joe Joyce um, how likely is that fight gonna like if it was to happen how likely is it to happen and what's sort of stopping it from happening now um, I think at the moment they're on different different paths you know Derek's um, based on uh, Sky Box Office at the moment he's He's having good. He's, he's doing good numbers. He had the Dylan White fight, which was a 
It was a great, it was, it was a great fight, a second fight, and you know he's got a big fan base here. The the, the people people enjoy what he brings to the table, and um, you know Joe Joyce is still an unknown quantity. You know I know firsthand he's very very good. I've seen him. You know I signed him out of the amateurs, so I I know what he's about. Um, but the masses don't know that yet. Uh, I think over the next the, the coming. The coming months, I think he will, he will start showing that he's a world-level fighter, not a, another domestic potential future champion. He is, you know, the real deal. And um, but Derek is at that stage; he's 35. He needs fights that are going to get him to that world title fight. You know, he wants that world title fight. And a, a fight with Joe Joyce at this stage, I don't believe, gets him any closer uh, to a world title fight. But it's a, it's a great fight. If the fight does happen one day, you'll definitely, you'll definitely get your popcorn ready. Because two fighters who come forward always makes for a toe-to-toe -to -toe slugfest. Last question, Alexander Usyk obviously fighting this weekend. You know first-hand moving up, um, fighting the big heavyweights, the experience is there for you. So give us a bit of insight into how you expect Usyk to adapt and how does he fare against the top heavyweights? I think, I think Usyk, even if Usyk didn't um, put on any weight, let's just say he stayed at cruiserweight, he'd still beat 90% of the heavyweights out there. Skill-wise, he showed that in the amateurs. You know, he beat, he beat uh, Joe Joyce in the amateurs, who's a massive heavyweight, relentless, comes forward. He had the skill set to outmaneuver out him. And um, that's why I believe he's, he can handle, yeah. handle it at heavyweight because of what he does in the amateurs. Was it WS, WSP? Yeah, well, no, well, oh, that was, that. It, uh, it was another one. Joyce, yeah, yeah, it was... The, the one they have just before they've taken 10 pro. Yeah, exactly. So he, he had a few fights there and was undefeated in that. So against much bigger guys. So he has shown me as an amateur he can deal with it. As a pro with smaller gloves on, the longer rounds, I don't think it'll be an issue. He's never really shown that he doesn't have an engine. As long as he doesn't try and bulk up too much and he, and he sticks to using his silky skills, I definitely feel he'll, um, he'll have a fantastic uh, heavyweight uh, career. But it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous, uh, it's a dangerous proposition to fight guys so much bigger and stronger. All it takes is one shot, a shot that would kind of buckle his legs as a cruiserweight, you know, puts you to sleep at heavyweight. And I, I, I realised that in my first real heavyweight fight against um, Monty Two Guns Barrett, I was remember thinking I'm fighting him, and the shots that are whistling past me, I'm thinking. Glad that one didn't land because that was a knockout punch. You know, he made, I think he knocked me down at one stage. And I remember thinking, I went down and he hit me as I went down. I remember thinking, that's different. It was a different, it's one thing sparring heavyweights with big gloves and head guard and you can kind of deal with it. But when you're in there with them little gloves on and you're getting clipped from shots, the effects are so much more dramatic. So your defense strangely has to be significantly better as a cruiserweight. Your reflexes have to be better at heavyweight than they were even at cruiserweight because you can't afford to get hit with anything. Unnecessary, unless you're super duper tough, like Vander Holyfield, who just sort of bam, bam, but just worked through people. Remember when he when he when he won the title against Buster Douglas, he just went at him. He was a supreme, supreme condition. He didn't weigh much for that either, so he didn't bulk up for that fight. It was only I think it was like 207 pounds or something like that. So he was a very small heavyweight. That was when the cruiserweight division was 190 pounds. It went up 10 pounds now, so it's a different weight than it was back then. But it's, just, it's actually probably more of an Evander Holyfield. It was more impressive Evander Holyfield as he that was uh, the cruiserweight division was 10 pounds lighter back then than it. I think they changed in 2003 or 2004. 
Trent went up to went up two pound, went up ten pounds. So um, I, th I think Usyk's got a fantastic chance of anyone. The only other guy I think has a chance is um, Lawrence Acoli. I think he's the only other cruiserweight where I saw and thought, yeah, this guy can this guy can do it for sure. I think he's the only, he's the only other guy. I think it's James Man. People think I'm crazy. I think he's actually got a better chance than Usyk has, and he hasn't even won a world title yet. I just think start physically looking at his stature, looking at watching him sparring like the likes of Joe Joyce. I'm like, damn, you can do this against big heavyweights and you're only a cruiserweight. And he can take a dig as well, he can dish it out. I think, I think, he's, I think he will be the third uh, fighter to become world cruiserweight champion, world heavyweight champion. I think he's got a better chance than Usyk. Controversial, but that's how I see it. We'll keep it out there. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. Cheers. Hey, Fi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye, Fi fans. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now uh, with Dimitri Bivol. Dimitri, this is the first time I've done an interview with you, so it's nice to meet you. How are you feeling right about now? Nice to meet you, too. Mm, I feel good, great to be in Chicago. This is famous city. Uh, I'm glad. Today, at the final press conference, you, you thanked your opponent for taking the fight. Uh, I know that it's been challenging for you to get uh, top 10 uh, or fighters in the top 10 uh, to face you. Explain how frustrating this is for you. Как меня это раздражает или раздражало? Что никто не хочет боксировать, типа? I just uh, understand how things are happened. Uh, many boxers are busy. Uh, uh, many, many boxers uh, I, I beat yet. And already, <laughs> already. And uh, what about big fight? Uh, Gwazik and Better Beef on ESPN, another mm -hmm. channel. But I understand. Uh, I just need to be patient mm -hmm. to uh, to waiting my good uh, fight, big it, fight. It would always appear that it seems like it comes down to the politics as to why a lot of fights don't manifest. Being that two of the champions are currently over at ESPN and then you got yourself and, and Kovalev over on this side, do you worry that there may not be an opportunity to uh, unify and become undisputed given that there is that sort of wall um, in between the two of you, or in between all of you? Vadik, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Um, I was asking him if he worries about not being able to um, become undisputed if the politics come into play between the, not much, uh, but uh, of course uh, now I'm in my best age. I want a big fight now, uh, but uh, not every time it happened what you, what you want mm -hmm. sometimes you have to be patient wait and okay uh, i'm glad that i have a belt uh, and i know that these guys uh, want my belt too like i want a belt these their belts i hope it uh, will happen soon I mean, it has happened before. We have had people, uh, two networks work together. So Lord willing, there isn't that issue in the future. But let's just say for for a moment that 
the, you want to stay as active as possible. Like you said, you're in your prime years. You don't want to waste time. So if you can't get the big fights, the challenging fights that you need to sort of maintain, you know, just yourself, what do you do at that point? Do you consider moving up? Do you consider moving down? What are your options at that point? Um, you said I, that I so fast, too. <laughs> <laughs> the question already is repeated. Oh, uh, oh okay. But the fights are going to happen next yeah. year. Okay. Mm, it's I, really going to work I, out. I, I think, uh, you know, I know these guys. Uh, I know Betterbeef, Kovalev, Gvozdik a little bit. I know they want to uh, unificate fight, too, like me. Uh, they want to fight. Uh, and it will. It will be. Uh, I'm really uh, hope and... Maybe I know. <laughs> Gilberto Ramirez had vacated his title as the WBO super middleweight champion to move up to light heavy. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, it, 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 it could be great fight. It would be great fight, I think. If he want to fight me, let's make a fight. Yeah. We asked to have him Why not? get an offer for this date, actually. Yeah, but, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, he, and he said no. May, we didn't hear anything. Oh. May, maybe a little problem that he with the top rank on ESPN. I'm on Dazon, but uh, I think uh, we 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 can make this fight. Why, Vadim? I mean, if there's been so many fights for ESPN fighters coming on Dazon. I mean, th this for this day we've asked yeah. because he said that he was he wanted to fight Mitri Bivol before. He said it in interviews before. Okay. I mean, we're ready to do it. We were ready to do it this day. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, if uh, Ramirez uh, is a great fighter, I respect him. He's a world champion, uh, was world champion and super middleweight. And he, if he wanna get a chance uh, to be the champion, just uh, chance, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can give him this can chance. Do it in January, yeah, if he's ready. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, we know that Benavides just won uh, won back his WBC Super Middleweight title. You've you've been in the ring with him. You've done some sparring with him. Yeah. Uh, what what do you make of him becoming a world champion again? Oh, he he's a really talented uh, yeah. boxer. Uh, he's a good person, and uh, he. Как сказать, он заслужил этого. He deserved it. Yeah. And lastly, we know that Sergey Kovalev is uh, going to be facing Canelo. Canelo moving up two weight classes to take on the Crusher. Now, should he be successful? Let's say Canelo is successful. There's that possibility there that you, being on the same network, um, could maybe get the winner of that fight. What do you make of Canelo making such a leap? And do you think that he stands a chance at light heavy? I don't know. Останется он, да, на имеет в виду? Какой шанс, что этот бой можно сделать? Why, why not? Maybe he, he, he wanna be in light heavyweight. If he wanna fight, I'm ready to fight him. We'll be there November second. No, we'll no actually problem. root okay. for Kovalev because yeah. if Kovalev yeah. wins, then we, we definitely got the fight. We okay. know Kovalev will fight anybody. Yeah, but first so of all, no uh, I have to win uh, this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I wish you nothing but the best, and I hope that you get all the fights that you deserve next year. Any final words for your fans? Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys, for watching my fights. Uh, uh, don't miss my fight this Saturday. And uh, tune, tune in, tune into Dazon.
Channel one in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna to make a good fight for for you to enjoy it. Can I just say that I'm really proud of you for attempting to speak English? Okay. Yes. Yeah, really. Because that's going to be, you know, that crossover for you and the fans connecting with you. So, good job. <laughs> All right. Bye, Fight fans. Hey, Fight fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here or else. <laughs> Josh, how was the food? Nice. It's always nice to uh, replace yourself and uh, ref refuel. Um, no, I don't, I'm not. It's not like I'm starving. I ate last night, but um, obviously we're, they were a smaller portion than the what I've just ate there. Obviously, I don't go too mad because one, it's sat in your stomach, and two, you've got. Another way in tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I feel good now. I feel good. I'm ready to go. So, so you've been on rations the last few days, then, or is it? I know you're just just smaller than you would normally eat. Yeah, I wouldn't say rations. Just maybe smaller than what I need to. Just eating for what I need to. I'm obviously not training, so just pottering about with the weights coming. So you've got to get that, got to get that uh, weight down, and obviously you don't want to be starving yourself. That's the wrong thing to do. But um, small and small and plenty normally works. Does a trick. Is the morning of the way in like the worst part of the week though? I mean, because most fighters, you're actually better than some, but a lot of fighters, you know, drained, mm. a bit narky, because yeah. um, obviously you've not, you've not been able to eat anything. Yeah, not just that. You know, fighters might have to go into the gym, they might have to go into a sauna, they might have to do this, sort of However, they take the weight off, the last little bit. There's not many fighters at championship level that wake up, bang on the money. You know, it's, it's a rare occasion. Um, so, yeah, I could understand why people's emotions do get a bit fired up, but for myself, it is what it is, it's part of the job. I've done it many times now. This, you know, this is my, I give me 17 fight at title level. You know, I've got right from an English um, title level where you get weighed in the day before up to world honours, so um, I'm used to it. Um, and uh, you know, during the week, <coughs> what do you eat when you're in camp? Is it, have you got a strict diet? Has your dad put in place a strict diet for you? Um, my missus does my food, so uh, I mean, bloody hell. There's, uh, there's been times in, in camp when my dad's been offering me Sunday lunches and saying, hey, you'll be alright, you'll be alright. And I'm thinking to myself, it's not like you saying that, son, but it's me who's got to get it off and stand on skills. So I'm, I'm strict in my own right. And, uh, you know, I know I'm, I get, I get weighed more or less every day, so I know where I am. Um, you know, I know when to, well, along with the sessions, when to tighten it right up or when I can allow myself to eat maybe more carbs and have a big pasta dish or whatever. And good turnout for the weigh-in, as usual? Always, always great turnout. Um, you know, I kind of thought to myself today, the, the press conference were pretty relaxed. Um, shall I have, you know, put a bit of fire in there with her? Because it got quite close to me today, but um, yeah, let's leave it till tomorrow. I'm going to punch his head in tomorrow, so that'll do it. But, you know, it was always a fantastic turnout. And uh, just give him a little taste of what's to come tomorrow. And how did he seem, you know? I mean, I, I, when you were up close eyeballing, like I say, I thought you were going to, like, you know, touch faces at one stage. Yeah, me, me too, me too. It just it seemed like you were going that way. Or like, like, you know, when you, when you meet a bird for the first time, maybe just going for that kiss, <laughs> do you do it, do you, or don't you, do you, or don't you? Um, and I thought, you know, let's push right on here. But, um, yeah, it seemed like you were, you know, I could hear him, maybe the breathing, so uh, maybe... Go on, Josh, maybe, Cheers, mate. Maybe you worked <laughs> up, but... Um, 
it's all about tomorrow night, isn't it? Absolutely, and just finally raring to go now. I suppose you want it to happen, like, now. Oh, no, I want to go home first, have a sleep, and let my belly settle. <laughs> <laughs> I can wait till tomorrow, I can wait till tomorrow. It's, you know, tomorrow's good enough, the waiting's been done. And uh, go on, rest now, and shine tomorrow. Nice one, should be a cracking night. Thank you very much. Tom on. Just moving on quickly to Alexander Usyk, obviously heavyweight debut tomorrow in Chicago. How would Derek approach that sort of fight? Is that a fight on your radar for perhaps for 2020? Um, possibly, you know, if Usyk needs to continue doing what he's doing, you know, he's looked fantastic as a cruiserweight. Um, we need to see how he, he fares at heavyweight. If he has some good wins, then it's, a, it's definitely a potential fight. You know, he's, he's mandatory for the WBO title. You know, Derek wants to be world champion, he could end up fighting. Music potentially for a vacant belt. No, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. So um, I'll have a very, very close eye on that fight. You know, Derek's significantly bigger than Usyk. Uh, Usyk, uh, skill for skill, is probably one of the best big men on the planet. No, I don't know any other big guys who have the skill set, the time and distance range. You know, the the footwork is 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 pretty pretty polished in terms of stylistically and skill wise can he implement that against the big man it's unknown right now is uh, uh, Chad Witherspoon the guy to ask those questions I'm not sure is Tim, Tim Witherspoon his dad would have been there to ask him yeah. a hell of a lot of questions similar questions he asked Frank Bruno many moons ago so um, I don't believe um, Chaz is um, in his father's, uh, as good as his father once was. Um, fortunately for Usyk, that is. Um, but I think Usyk, Usyk should win this fight pretty comfortably. I f he should, if he's got any ambitions in heavyweight, in heavyweight division, be able to stop um, Chad with a spoon in six rounds. Now, if he's gonna, if he's got, if he, if he, if he, if he can't stop with a spoon then I'd start questioning his heavyweight punching power as Chad isn't on what you'd consider good form he hasn't had any massive wins recently or ever so um, he's gonna he should make, make an example of Chad to say okay this is a late last minute standing this is how you deal with these last minute standings go bish bash bosh see you later I'm a heavyweight now look, look at my heavyweight destructive punching power Finally, December 7th is coming up. Uh, Joshua's big rematch with Breeze Jr. Mm. As someone who's been involved in rematches before, mm. what sort of advice would you give uh, Joshua? I know you said Derek might be sparring him. Yes, possibly, yeah, possibly, I think next week. I think they, they, could, they could do a few rounds, which would be ideal, I think, for both men. Definitely think... Um, is that a card maybe Derek could get onto if he gets an early stoppage? We've got, we've got to worry about two weeks' time. Let's, let's focus on that one first. Um, I, I feel AJ knows what he needs to do. He doesn't need any advice from me or anybody. He was in the ring. He knows what happened. He felt the power. He felt his knuckles on Ruiz's he, he gets it more than I'll ever get it, more than any other heavy or no. When a fighter gets in the ring and fights someone you know and the fact that he's been so adamant that he wants his immediate rematch means he knows what went wrong and he knows what to do right um, if I was him 
which I'm not. And if I had his physical tools and had his skill set, I'd, I'd aim for a 12 round points victory. Simple. It didn't look like that's what he was trying to do when he fought. It looked like he may have been doing it in the first couple of rounds, but the moment he knocked him down, he ran at him. And that's not, that's not how to win a 12 round clear points decision. Aim for a 12 rounds point decision. Let Andrew Ruiz, Ruiz Jr. get desperate, launch in, trying to punch him out of range. And as he's coming in, you may knock him out or you may not. And if he does get close, hold him, break, step back, jab, Klitschko style, Lennox Lewis style, you know, long range, jab, 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 hit you, come in, hot clinch. Might not, might not be the most entertaining way to win a fight, but, you know, AJ gave us plenty of entertainment in the first fight. I don't want him on entertainment from him in, this, in, in Saudi Arabia. I don't want him to go out trying to knock him out. I just want him to win the fight on points and then just worry about Wilder and Fury and all those other guys. But he just needs to win, he just needs to win this fight by any means necessary. Don't want, I don't care about looking good. I just want him to win and that's it. Get the belts back. And then we can carry on, you know, he can then have those mega fights with the other big giants of the division. David Hay, appreciate your time for, sec for seconds out. Pleasure. And uh, roll on October 26th, Sky Sports Box Office. Great stuff. Just moving on quickly to Alexander Usyk, obviously heavyweight debut tomorrow in Chicago. How would Derek approach that sort of fight? Is that a fight on your radar perhaps for 2020? Um, possibly. You know, if Usyk needs to continue doing what he's doing, you know, he's looked fantastic as a cruiserweight. Um, we need to see how he, he fares at heavyweight. If he has some good wins, then it's, a, it's definitely a potential fight. You know, he's, he's mandatory for the WBO title. You know, Derek wants to be world champion. He could end up fighting. Usyk potentially for a vacant belt. No, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. So um, I'll have a very, very close eye on that fight. You know, Derek's significantly bigger than uh, Usyk. Uh, Usyk, skill for skill, is probably one of the best big men on the planet. No, I don't know any other big guys who have the skill set, the time and distance range. You know, the, the footwork is he's, he's, he's pretty pretty polished in terms of stylistically and skill wise can he implement that against the big man it's unknown right now is uh, uh, Chad Witherspoon the guy to ask those questions I'm not sure is Tim, Tim Witherspoon his dad would have been there to ask him yeah. a hell of a lot of questions similar questions he asked Frank Bruno many moons ago so um, I don't believe um, Chad is um, in his father's uh, as good as his father once was um, fortunately for Usyk that is um, but I think Usyk, Usyk should win this fight pretty comfortably I he should if he's got any ambitions in heavyweight in the heavyweight division be able to stop um, Chad with a spoon in six rounds now, if he's gonna if he's got if he, if he, if he, if he can't stop with a spoon then I'd start questioning his heavyweight punching power. As Chad isn't on what you'd consider good form, he hasn't had any massive wins recently or ever. So um, he's gonna, he should make, make an example of 
she had to say, okay, this is a late last minute standing. This is how you deal with these last minute standings. Go bish bash bosh. See you later. I'm a heavyweight now. Look, look at my heavyweight destructive punching power. Finally, December 7th is coming up. Uh, Joshua's big rematch with Breeze Jr. Mm. As someone who's been involved in rematches before, mm. what sort of advice would you give uh, Joshua? I know you said Derek might be sparring him. Yes, yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I think next week. I think they could do a few rounds, which would be ideal. I think for both men. Definitely think. Um, is that a card maybe Derek could get onto if he gets another stoppage? So we've, got, we've got to worry about two weeks time. Let's just focus on that one first. Um, I, I feel AJ knows what he needs to do. He doesn't need any advice from me or anybody. He was in the ring. He knows what happened. He felt the power. He felt his knuckles on Ruiz's he, he gets it more than I'll ever get it, more than any other heavy or no. When a fighter gets in the ring and fights someone you know and the fact that he's been so adamant that he wants his immediate rematch he's, he knows what went wrong and he knows what to do right um, if I was him which I'm not if I had his physical tools and had his skill set I'd, I'd aim for a 12 round points victory simple it didn't look like that's what he was trying to do when he fought it looked like he may have been doing it in the first couple of rounds but at the moment he knocked him down he ran at him and that's not that's not how to win a 12 round clear points decision aim for a 12 rounds point decision let Andy Ruiz, Ruiz Jr. get desperate launch in trying to punch him out of range and as he's coming in you may knock him out or you may not and if he does get close hold him break step back jab Klitschko style Lennox Lewis style you know long range jab 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 hit you come in hot clinch might not might not be the most entertaining way to win a fight, but you know, AJ gave us plenty of entertainment in the first fight. I don't want him wanting entertainment from him in, this, in, in Saudi Arabia. I don't want him to go out trying to knock him out. I just want him to win the fight on points, and then let's worry about Wilder and Fury and all those other guys. But he just needs to win. He just needs to win this fight by any means necessary. Don't what I don't care about looking good. I just want him to win, and that's it. Get the belts back. And then we can carry on, you know, he can then have those mega fights with the other big giants of the division. David Hay, appreciate your time for, sec for seconds out. Pleasure. And uh, roll on October 26th, Sky Sports Box old. Office. Great stuff. Cassius Eiffel TV, the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, David Diamante. Smooth as fuck as we say in England. What's happening? How you doing? I'm all good. Yeah, you enjoying Chicago? Yeah, I don't mind Chicago. I've been a bit out more. Oh, you don't Chicago. mind it. You'll 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 you'll, no, you'll put up with it. It's a good place. It's not in my top three of American places, but New York's number one for me. There you go. I but like that. Smart Chicago's man. creeping in the top four, so we'll see. <laughs> Chicago's a good town. Love, yes. love Chicago. Cool. Usek, heavyweight debut tomorrow night. Yeah, it's exciting. Obviously, he's had a bit of a what should we say? He's meant to fight Takam. He was obviously out injured. Then all the stuff with Tyrone Spong, and now he's fighting Chad with the spoon. The fight will take place tomorrow night, so we're going to get a little taste of what 
Usyk is like at heavyweight, but sure. how does Usyk, how would he fare with the big guns? The I, Fury, I, I, how do I think he'll fare with the big guns? You know, that's a great question. It's, it's a great question and really excited to find out. The one thing that Usyk has that other, weight, other those heavyweight big guys might not have are the legs, the speed, the footwork. You know, as as a cruiserweight coming up, you've got that adeptness and he's got that skill and the speed. So it's going to be very interesting to see if that can counter the power that some of those big guys have because Usyk wasn't even a huge puncher, let's say, at cruiserweight. He's got stoppages, of course, but they weren't really one-punch knockouts. They were kind of accumulation, stuff like that. And again, a lot of it is more timing. You know, a, a well-placed uh, punch at the right time can knock a guy out. So I don't think he's got that huge power, but his boxing skill is incredible. So to see him translate up to the, to the higher weights, 14 stone, four pounds above that, to see what happens could be very interesting. So we, we can't wait to see. Witherspoon, it'll be, it'll be nice to see what happens. I'm pretty certain Igis suggested the um, Usyk's manager that after tomorrow night, he becomes the number one in the world. I'm pretty certain he said that yesterday, but I get where they're going with it, but yeah. Well, I mean, this is his manager. I mean, of course, of course he's going to say that, you know. But there's a long, long way to go before, realistically, you could kind of contemplate that idea of Usyk being kind of... I absolutely think so. Mm. I mean, there are certain fights that I think would be very nice. I mean, let's say we've got AJ Ruiz, right? A lot of people are talking that, that Usyk might fight the winner of that. Now, let's say Ruiz beats Joshua. I actually like Usyk's chances against Ruiz better than a guy like, let's say, Wilder, or better than, let's say, a guy like Fury. You know, those really big guys that he might really have problems with. Um, it just depends. Again, it's styles make fights type of thing, but really it depends how he kind of puts on this weight. A lot of people feel like a lot of these heavyweights are really just kind of cruiserweights with extra weight added to them. So a lot of people think that he's going to translate re really well as a heavyweight, but we'll see. To call him the number one heavyweight in the world before he's even uh, throwing a punch. Big it's, statement. It's a big statement. So not, not, maybe not I love yet. the confidence in the team, though. It's great. Absolutely. And listen, I mean, again, probably Usyk is the best cruiserweight that we've ever seen. Mm. I mean, before this, obviously, Holyfield. But he's basically doing everything Holyfield did, but better. You mm. know, he got the Olympic gold, and he's beating all these guys in their backyards. I mean, beating Gravatsky, beating Hook, being Breedis, being Gassiev, all in their backyards. That's amazing, man. I mean, that's, that's a, that was a great feat. I mean, he cleaned out a very heavy cruiserweight division. Mm. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, right now the landscape at heavyweight is so exciting. I think it just got a whole lot more interesting. Absolutely. Right, well, we'll look forward to the weigh-in here today and then obviously tomorrow night at the Wintrust Arena. It's on. be a great night in Chicago tomorrow. It's going to be a really great night. Thanks, William. No problem. David right. Delmonte, thank you very much. You got it, brother. Fuad here back on Behind the Gloves with another news update keeping you guys up to date with all things combat. Well the following news is very interesting because it's not boxing exactly, it's not MMA, it's uh, WWE believe it or not. Um, breaking news, Tyson Fury will feature in a WWE event 
in Saudi Arabia Thursday the 31st of October at the King Fahad International Stadium he will take on Brown Strowman who he had a bit of back and forth earlier this week uh, when he had his open mic uh, prior to that when he was in the crowd and Strowman um, spoke to him and got him out of the crowd and there was a bit of push and shove uh, and I don't know if it's an undercard, but another feature on that fight is obviously WWE star and MMA star Brock Lesnar. He will be taking on MMA star Cain Velasquez, who surprisingly beat him uh, in the UFC octagon. Uh, but what do you think of this? This is very interesting. I think it's another great move from uh, Tyson's team uh, uh, to, to promote him uh, overall. To have him feature in the WWE was a masterstroke as it is, and now he will be... Um, taking part in an event in Saudi Arabia where, let's not forget, a month later, Anthony Joshua will be in a boxing match attempting to win back his heavyweight crowns against the current uh, unified heavyweight champion of the world, Andy Ruiz Jr. But there you go. Make sure to leave your comments down below and let us know what you think of this event. Hey Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here or else.